Our show this week is brought to you by Be Frugal. The next time you're shopping online, if you're like me, you shop online for everything, you can try Be Frugal. Be Frugal lets you earn up to 40% cash back on your purchases from over 5,000 stores, including Amazon, Walmart, Target, Macy's, and more. You simply shop online as you normally would, then you click a link on BeFrugal.com, and cash back is sent to you via check, PayPal, or Amazon gift card. You can even stack your coupons and cash back to get the best deal possible. Best of all, everything about using BeFrugal and earning cash back is 100% free. You'll even get a $10 welcome bonus upon joining. So visit BeFrugal.com slash Tesh and get a $10 bonus when you join for free. Feed that online shopping addiction, but save money when doing it. BeFrugal.com slash Tesh. The modern workplace is a difficult thing to navigate with you know telecommuting sometimes i work from home sometimes i work from the radio studio and the reality is the that i everywhere i go i have to do conference calls and most conference calls are terrible the conference calling solutions are terrible and there's nothing i can do about it until the people at dolby that invented great audio came in and invented Dolby Voice and the Dolby Conference phone. They let me test this thing out, and I swear to you, it sounds like you're in the room. You can actually talk over each other without the things clicking off and on like it normally does. It is a fantastic, fantastic product. Yeah, I, It sounds like you're in the room. You can walk around the room and still be heard. Uh, it, it's absolutely incredible. So if you want to check it out, go ahead and visit Dolby.com slash Tesh. You can check out a Dolby Voice demo today. They are, it really does blow away anything else I've ever heard. Imagine I move from one side of the room to the other and you can actually hear me moving through the room as if you were in the room with me. That's the kind of quality you get and that's the kind of quality you need for effective collaboration. So Dolby.com, D-O-L-B-Y.com slash Tesh, T-E-S-H, and you get to try Dolby Voice today. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard. John Tesh and Connie Selica are out this week, but I am not alone. We have a very special guest in one, Sean Wolfington. Now, this is one of the interviews that we've done that I am the most excited about. Um, when we did this interview, I, it was one of the most inspiring things I've ever, I've ever been a part of. Uh, Sean is an amazing entrepreneur. He was, in fact, named 2012 Entrepreneur of the Year by Hot Living Magazine. He was Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur of the Year. Uh, he is the CEO of the Wolfington Companies. He's chairman of the board of Vin Solutions, the 33rd fastest growing tech company on the uh, Inc. 500 list. He has produced He recently, and he's going to talk about this a little bit, has gotten into... Um, has gotten into producing motion pictures as a guy that does not like motion pictures, that does not like movies. He's surprised by that fact, but he he's, uh, I guess remember the film Bella. It was the number one rated film of 2007 by users uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that it was that's Bella. He produced that movie kind of out of nowhere. So we're going to ask him about everything that you might want to know from how to ask for a raise to how to find your purpose, how to find that job that makes you alive. I'm so excited about it. I'm going to get out of the way. Uh, so here is our interview with with Sean Wolfington. So first things first, Sean, I want to ask you, what is the best way to ask for a raise? You know, I think the most effective way to ask for a raise first is to earn it. So before you even talk to your bosses, ask yourself, am I doing all I can do to add all the value I can add for, for my job? 
And hopefully the job isn't just a job, it's a mission that you're passionate about so that it's something that you want to come early and you want to leave late. But that doesn't go unnoticed. So that's step one, you know, ask when you deserve it. Step two is be honest. Um, too many people talk to their boss in a way by saying things that they want to hear. So just tell them the truth. I have these needs. I want to provide a better future for my family and therefore I need to make more money. So can you please help me uh, build a job or tell me what I need to do in my daily job, what results I have to get in order to earn more money to help my family have a better future. And if you include them in trying to solve this problem, they hopefully will tell you what you need to do. And ideally you're doing that three to six months before you want the raise. So they can tell you, I'd like you to do these tasks, get these results, and if you do that, I can give you a raise. And if it isn't possible, you can ask them, if it's not possible in this job, is there another job in the organization? Or as a mentor, could you advise me on maybe another place I could work that could allow me to achieve these objectives? But of course, I want to work here. Um, but I want to work through this together with you. Really with the tone of a partner as opposed to a boss and an employee. And that's all well and good for somebody that, that has a job. But what are we supposed to do uh, if you don't have a job? So what, what, I guess what would be your advice? What are the, uh, the biggest pitfalls or, or, um, or the most common interview mistakes? Some of the most common mistakes people make when they're interviewing uh, happen before the interview. One, uh, they aren't as prepared. They haven't done their homework and understand what the mission of the company is and how it works and what makes them different. Two, um, they don't communicate with the prospective uh, company as effectively as they could and a positive professional uh, communications before the interview. Three, <clears throat> they don't get themselves prepared and sometimes they're a bit nervous. Uh, for me, whenever I'm nervous, whether for an interview with a job or, or a potential uh, client, is I try to prepare myself that morning just by being still. Prayer and meditation is an incredible uh, tool to help people calm the fears that otherwise could create anxiety to prevent the real person from shining through. And then I'd say that the, the, the biggest mistake probably is a lack of authenticity. People trying to act in such a way as, to, as how they want to be perceived. They put on like their professional voice and hi, how are you? As opposed to just being who they are. And authenticity is, is more valuable than anything you could project. And the truth is, is if, if, if you're not right for the job as you truly are, eventually that gets found out. And you don't want to be a place where you're, you don't fit. <clears throat> and I'd say, the final advice I would say when it comes to interviewing for a job is don't look for a job. You know, find a mission uh, that you're passionate about, something that you would do for free, and go for that. And uh, study and work harder than everyone else. And by the time you end up in that interview, that'll, that'll shine through. And don't be disappointed if you don't get hired. Because personally, I do believe that the chairman of the board is our creator. And there's some jobs that are for you and there's some jobs that are not. And I think the only dream that's bigger and, and better than the dreams you have for yourself are the dreams that, that God uh, has for you. And since he created you, you probably is a better you know, human resources director for your life than you are. So that's a, that's a trap that I fall into very often. I, I become so attached to an audition or, or the outcome that, that I forget that there might be somebody more, uh, in more control than, than, than I am. Uh, 
how about this? How, how would I stand out? Uh, how, how would a person stand out uh, to a prospective employer? I mean, you employ a lot of people. What, what do you like to see that makes employees stand out to you when they want to work for your organization? You know, sometimes we'll receive thousands of applications for certain jobs. And the people that stand out are passionate about the job. So that's why it's so critical not to apply for a job, to find something that you absolutely love. And secondly, you've got to let that passion shine through and not be afraid to do that. And there's a lot of creative ways to do that. One is just to grab your phone and videotape yourself. And just say, I am actually taking the time to videotape myself and I'm sending it to you to let you know how excited I am about just the opportunity to work with you. And I'm looking forward to our meeting and I hope that someday I can join your family because I love your mission, which is whatever the mission is. But again, it's gotta be real. This can't be something that's fake because the truth has a ring to it. And when they receive a video like that, it could be the only video they receive. So doing something to somehow stand out, but it won't come off hokey if it's real. Um, so the key there is it's got to be real. And it can't be real if you're interviewing for a job that you're not absolutely in love with uh, and, and, and passionate about the mission that that company has. I want to change gears here for a second. And, uh, and beyond just asking for a raise or asking how to find a job, I feel like uh, you think like an entrepreneur, you are an entrepreneur. So what advice would you have for people in, in how to think like an entrepreneur, how to, how to have that, 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 that can-do spirit that everybody's looking for in, in the workforce? I remember when I was 19 years old and I actually got a job selling cars so I could pay for college and to survive. And I was driving into work one day and I felt like I had cement boots on. I just didn't want to go because in that business, customers don't like you. And even though you try to help them, they may perceive that you're not and you're actually there to hurt them. So it's not necessarily the most positive experience on a day-to-day -day basis. And I just was tired that day and I was like, should I be doing this? And <clears throat> I called my cousin, he told me, he said, you're not working for that dealership because I also had some issues with a manager. He said, you're working for yourself and your company is you know, me incorporated. And so what you need to remember every day, no matter what job you have, whether you love it or hate it, that every day uh, you have an opportunity to learn and grow and improve and build the value of me incorporated. Build the value of the department of your intellect, build the value of the department of your emotional maturity, your spiritual maturity, your knowledge, your experience, your skills. And you could be working at a fast uh, food restaurant, but if you recognize that that is not just a job, that's a classroom. And every customer that you encounter is a teacher. And if they are difficult and uh, complaining, you're gonna learn how to handle difficult people and overcome those problems. And when the dust settles, whether you work for someone else or you start your own business, you really are investing in me incorporated and the skills that you learn at McDonald's or anywhere else you work are going to play a role in whatever you do down the road, not just at work, but also parenting. Because if you can handle an irate customer at the, at the counter, you can handle an irate four-year-old you know, in your living room. And so it's about building life skills um, uh, to be better at what you do, regardless of what job you happen to have now. So view your jobs as a classroom, your customers and your colleagues as teachers, and some of them may be difficult, but they'll teach you patience. They'll teach you humility. They'll teach you how to work through challenges and disagreements in a way that's productive and positive to get a better outcome. 
And so these are invaluable life skills that will help you not only make money, but it'll make a big difference in your life. That's that's fantastic. I really like this idea of me incorporated where, you know, I am my own boss. Can you can you take me incorporated and 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 how do I turn that into my dream job and use it to improve myself? So after rethinking my job and realizing that I wasn't working for a boss that I didn't really love. I was really working for myself at Me Incorporated. And I was not just there to make a living, but I wanted to be able to make a difference in my life and others. I realized that now when I was pulling in every day for work, I was pulling into school and I was getting my master's degree. So with my difficult boss, I was learning how to communicate with difficult people. Uh, and also how to learn to lead from behind. And because all of us have worked for people that maybe know a little bit less about something than we do. <clears throat> but everybody wants to be productive and do things better because there's a joy in that. And so how do you lead from behind? So I learned that. I learned beyond communicating with bosses, communicating with colleagues, with customers. I learned sales skills, learned negotiation skills, um, learned time management skills. I, I, a long list of things I learned in this job that I wasn't in love with. And ironically, because I approached it in a positive way based on what I liked and what I can learn based on, rather than what I didn't like. And uh, I ended up learning other things. So I, I, at that stage of my life, I was a quitter. So if things didn't go my way, you know, a lot of times I'm like, ah, I'll leave here, I'll go there. But I learned not to quit and to never give up. And it's amazing the miracles that can occur after you refuse to quit. Because you, you stick in there and you learn how to solve the problems and to live with the difficult people and overcome it. And that's invaluable because if you ever are a leader, whether as an entrepreneur inside of a company or an entrepreneur on your own, you end up having to work with difficult people. And just because you're the boss doesn't mean that they're going to just go along, especially in this day and age. Uh, what I learned, even now we own 12 companies, is you always have to lead from behind. Because people want to do things for their reasons. And if you better understand them, and have empathy and can communicate with them, and not only show them the benefit to them, but help inspire them and for them to do things a better way, but also listen to them and ask them, how can we do things a better way? And together, partner with them. That works whether you work for someone, alongside someone, or they work for you. But that whole myth of them working for you, the greatest leaders realize that they work for their employees. They're there not to, 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 to be served, but to serve. So they put the servant's towel on and they're there to say, can I get you something to drink? Can I get you coffee? Because as you treat your employees, they in turn learn how to treat their, your customers. So if you want to have people treat your external customers well, you need to treat your internal customers well. And if you want them not just to exceed customer expectations, which is pretty soft, but if you want them to shock and awe and surprise and delight the people that they serve, you need to do it to them and, and, and do it with a, uh, a great intention, but also with a great attention to detail and uh, excellence and the pursuit of excellence. And you know, they always say for parenting that people pay more attention to your behavior and what you do than what you say. And that's true not just in the household. I mean, that's true at work and everywhere you go. And so I learned a lot from Me Incorporated and frankly from when I was 19 till today, Me Incorporated has been my only job that I've had my whole life. And so in order to improve the value of me incorporated, obviously I'm constantly trying to study and learn and improve who I am as a human being, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, but also professionally. And 
in that area, I've, I organized it in different departments of me incorporated. My knowledge uh, uh, of self and others. So I use my phone as a mobile university with audiobooks to learn from other people. <clears throat> um, there's obviously experiences and skills that you develop. And so that's by doing. But while I'm doing, I'm always trying to learn. And so the other day I actually went to play, it's like a paintball place for my 12-year-old's birthday. They also have airsoft. So when my son, and it's me and him and a few kids against the other kids, and these kids are out of control, they're going, you know, they're going for the head. And so I went to survival mode, and I went to the guy who runs the place, and he said, hey, come here. You know this space. Tell me. What's the winning strategy? And I'm like, Shonito. He's Sean, but I call him Shonito. And uh, I'm like, listen. The key in life is to ask the right people the right questions. And <clears throat> who knows this place more than this guy? So let's ask him what he would do and ask him to go from beginner to intermediate and advanced. And that way you can accelerate the distance between uninformed and informed, from a novice to an expert, by not trying to just do it off of your experience, but to leverage the experience of the most successful people that are doing what you're doing. And so therefore, the right question to the wrong person can give you the wrong answer, and you end up going in the wrong direction if you've ever gotten bad instructions from a stranger on the road. That's why I always ask two people if I'm lost. How do I get to Sherman Oaks? And <clears throat> the first person tells me with great confidence, I ask a second person. And if they both agree, I move on. And so it's funny, in making movies, I knew nothing. But I found the people that knew it. I asked them all the same questions, collected all their answers. And as a result, in a weird way, ended up knowing maybe more than each of them because having extracted the best practices from all of them it was an aggregate of the right way to go. Which essentially what the show's about is trying to find a better way to do life by asking people how they do it. And if you can collect all the best ideas, um, you can of course have an advantage of going from you know zero to hero faster. Okay, so our guest today, once again, is Sean Wolfington, uh, 2012's Entrepreneur of the Year, uh, CEO of Wolfington Companies. He's an incredibly accomplished individual. You can check him out at seanwolfington.com, see the movies that he has coming out. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the most important part of this whole interview, uh, I wanna, I'm going to ask Sean, how do you find the job that you were meant for? How do you find the purpose that you are seeking in your life? Once again, I want to remind you guys that our show today is brought to you by Dolby Voice. Uh, I have to collaborate with people in all parts of the country, people in, in Nashville, in Florida, in Houston, in Austin, in New York City. I have to collaborate with them, and I'm not, I can't always be in those places, so I use a lot of remote conferencing, conference calling solutions with video and audio, and i got to be honest, they are terrible. I need to do them, but the, the way that people talk over each other, it just doesn't work. Well, fortunately, the people that invented great audio, Dolby, they've come out with Dolby Voice. It is a breakthrough audio technology. It sets a brand new standard for what you can expect from conferencing. Uh, I, I can tell you right now, they did a little demo for me. It was so incredible. It has changed my worldview when it comes to what conferences should sound like. I, I literally heard the guy walk around the room and it sounded like he was walking around. I, I really could tell where he was in the room. And I, all I did was had my stereo headphones on. He had the amazing Dolby conference phone on his end. So Dolby Voice, Dolby conference phone, they deliver stunning audio quality. It allows everyone to be heard. It makes collaboration over, over the conference call possible. 
Great conversations come from great flow, and great flow comes from effective audio, and that's what Dolby Voice and Adobe Conference Phone provide. So you have to hear it, and you can. Check out Dolby Voice today. All you got to do is visit dolby.com slash tesh, that's D-O-L-B-Y dot com slash T-E-S-H for a free demo. I don't think it's possible to like to binge watch shows more than I do. Thankfully, there's Hulu Plus that allows you to binge watch all kinds of shows One show in particular that's amazing, The Handmaid's Tale. It is available exclusively on Hulu. It is based on the Margaret Atwood novel. I've read the book. It is an incredible, incredible journey into a dystopian near future. That means something that's gone horribly wrong in the next couple of years, and all of a sudden women are second-class citizens. You have to check it out. And if you don't know, Hulu has a whole new look and experience. It's personalized. It's intuitive. You can create up to six personalized profiles with a new kids mode so that kids can only watch kids shows. You can watch all of the Hulu originals, like Handmaid's Tale, Harlots, Casual, current season television, like Bachelor, Family Guy, the day after they air. So if you're a cord cutter, Hulu Plus is a must. Full seasons of shows like Fargo, the amazing critically acclaimed Blackish Empire. That's all in one place through one dashboard, just through Hulu Plus. Uh, with a new option, you can actually add live TV and transform the way that you experience television. I love television. I am ready for it to be transmo- trans- uh, transformed. Hulu with the live option starts at $39.99 a month. That includes the limited commercials. So you and actually, in paying for this, you get fewer commercials on the shows that you love. Um, it includes 50-plus live and on-demand channels. And if you like sports, I'm addicted to sports, you can watch sports. It includes ESPN, uh, FS1, that's regional sports, news, all the can't-miss events that you're looking for, perfect for if you're a, a Major League Baseball or an NBA fan. Uh, you can record live TV. They have a cloud DVR, so you can pick what's going to be available for you on demand. 50 hours of storage included. You can upgrade to 200 hours if you want. Plus, you get the iOS app, the Android app, the Apple TV app, Xbox One, Chromecast. You can you can watch Hulu Plus on all of those. So enjoy all of your favorite TV in one place with the brand new Hulu experience. Go to Hulu.com to start your free trial today. As always, I am so excited to tell you about my friends at Neutro Boost. I have a hard time focusing. I have my brain fires in a lot of different directions, a lot of different times until I started taking Neutro Boost. I took two today. Days when I when I have to like really focus, I take two. Days when I kind of have to focus, I take one. It is a top-rated supplement. I've tried it. It's amazing. It has cognitive-enhancing compounds that, when stacked in the right combination, give some of Silicon Valley's best coders, the people that make Facebook happen, the people that make Google happen, well, it, it gives them their edge, that extra little oomph that makes Google better than, than the competition. They are 100% safe. I'm telling you, I take them. They're fine. Uh, in, in, in any case, they're made from natural, potent cognitive enhancers. They significantly improve your focus. They significantly improve your concentration, your memory. So for all of you hustlers, all of you people that want to get that little extra something out of there, you have to try Neutro Boost to increase your productivity. It'll give you that competitive edge you need. Uh, this way, you can have more time in the day to enjoy the important things in life. So imagine if you took all of the like wasted time that you spend and you compressed it, you got rid of it, you could then go to the beach with that extra time, right? If you think of a standard workday, maybe you get an hour's worth of work done. Well, get that hour's worth of work done right away with Neutro Boost, and then spend the other seven hours at the beach. That's what I'm going to be doing. So for a limited time, you can get a free 30-day supply. You don't have to take my word for it. You can try it. It's a $60 value. All you have to do is you pay fewer than $5 for shipping. 
So head to tryneutroboost.com slash Tesh. That's T-R-Y-N-O-O-T-R-O-B-O-O-S-T dot com slash T-E-S-H. Get your free trial now while supplies last. They are running out of these. So tryneutroboost.com slash Tesh. Don't take my word for it. Try it. So I just want to dive right back into this with Sean. Sean, how do you find what you were meant for? Okay, so you just hit a, a, a um, volcano for me. <clears throat> so what I'm about to share actually is, is, is quite a bit. What I'm about to share. Now, um, and I'll get into it, but the bottom line is, you know, it's God's will. That's the bottom line. So the real question is, how do you find God's will? And for me, I've been impregnated. I get impregnated with things. And I'm always just like, Lord, when do you want to give birth to this? Because it's not mine. It's you. And some things go from one month to nine months fast. Some things, you know, have like a 36-month pregnancy cycle. But it's in his time, not mine. And one of the things that I've been impregnated is with this book, but it's beyond a book. I think it's a holistic life system called The Mission. And The Mission speaks to what you just asked. So I'm going to share with you what that is. I don't believe that we're all here by accident. I don't believe that anybody uh, is anything but a miracle. And I'm in awe about how we all landed here. But I do believe intrinsically that each and every person is a child of God. And not only are they a masterpiece that's created in God's likeness and image, um, but they've been given extraordinary talents and gifts, completely different from others, um, exclusively for them. And those gifts, hopefully, will be used, you know, for the, 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 the mission that they were created for. And some things come to me by studying and learning, and some things just drop, like a FedEx from the sky. And, and, and what I'm about to say is dropped from a FedEx from the sky. And it is this belief, and I could be wrong, that the, the real path to peace and happiness and to the deepest joy and fulfillment in life is found only when people find and fulfill the mission they were created for. And in my opinion, there's, there's two types of missions. You know, one is a shared mission, it's universal, that we all have in common. And then the other is an exclusive mission that is solely for us, that if we don't fill those shoes, no one will. But if we do fulfill that mission, it not only will bring us joy, but has the p potential to uh, not just impact others, to literally set the world ablaze, you know, to impact people and the world for the better forever. And so that the, the first mission, this, you know, shared mission, I think can be summarized by just love, you know, to, to love God and to love others um, in, in, in not a romantic way, but in a radical way, in a way of being kind, a way of being uh, polite, but in its greatest form, a sacrificial love, you know, to give of yourself, hopefully the way I try to for my wife and for my kids. And, you know, if needed, to literally give up my life for them. You know, I, I think a lot of people talk about if someone said, you know, if it was you or your wife or kids. I mean, to me, obviously, I would be honored to give my life for my wife and my children. But that's probably not going to happen. 
unless we make a movie about that. And so, but on a daily basis, I am asked to sacrifice to get up early to take the kids to school or to uh, do this or do that. And it's in these moments that I can choose if I'm going to live a life of sacrificial love, you know, for my wife, for my kids, and sometimes a stranger. And in my opinion, hopefully, there's an opportunity to sacrifice for people in private so that there could be that private victory where no one's looking. And it happens sometimes in the smallest ways where I'll just accidentally, uh, a napkin or a tissue from something I'm eating will fly away in the wind. And I'm late to a meeting and I'm running. And that's the moment. That's like the moment of truth. And uh, am I going to stop and run and get that and throw it away? Not because I saw the littering commercial, just because it is the right thing to do. And so, but that is a sacrifice. I'm going to be late, etc. but there's a joy in running, picking it up, putting it in the trash. I don't know what happens in the brain, but there's a joy in it. And that's an act of sacrificial love that no one should know about. And I'm not, you know, talking about it right now. And it's those private victories, I think, but sometimes they're visible to the people we love. And that's where they, they feel our love is they realize it's not just about roses and champagnes or romantic dinners. It's about sacrifice. And so, <clears throat> in short, you know, when you do right, you feel right. And doing right, I think, in, ideally, I try to love radically. And it's the most powerful force in the universe, but for some reason, it really is just not focused on in proportion to its power. And so, loving means on a tactical level day to day, just being patient with people. You know, and when they're impatient with you, instead of reacting with that same spirit, take a deep breath. And if they're throwing hate and they want to, you know, they want to throw some haterade all over you, you know, just take the splash and send back a good intended, uh, patient response. Because we never know what that person's going through. For all we know, they just found out they have cancer or their spouse does. But everybody has a story. And I know with my mother, I was lucky enough to grow up with her. Um, one day we were pulling out of the supermarket and she had her nose out and these young kids flew by and gave her half a peace sign. And you know, I'm an 11 year old, I wanted to, you know, protect my mother and my mom said, Sean, you don't know what's happened to them in their life. Let's just say a prayer for them. And don't return hate with hate. Return hate with love. So just on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, love, to be loving is to be patient, to be kind you know, to be humble, to be grateful. Um, and I think that's the shared mission. <clears throat> Those people that are givers, they, they get the greatest joy. Those people who um, do the right thing, they feel right. And you can see it in their eyes. You can, you can feel it in the spirit. And uh, that's the path, in my opinion, to joy that all of us can share. The second mission is exclusive. You know, it's for me you know, only, it's for you only. So how do you find that? And for, I can only give you my, my own experience and how I found, have found my mission is by first executing the shared mission, to love God and to love others. And to do that, you know, just means spending some time with God. And I, at an early age, wanted to be a better human being, wanted to be honest, wanted to be kind and patient. But you know, we come standard, I don't know about other people, but I've come standard pretty selfish, I've come standard very impatient, and um, not the most virtuous guy in the world. And so I found it, uh, as I tried to aspire to be a better human being, it was really hard. 
And so I found two things that were critical. Three, really. One is to be quick to say sorry, because I make mistakes and have always made mistakes. But to humble myself and to, to ask, please, please forgive me, I'm so sorry. But then second, as I became more aware of my own f flawed nature and, and need for forgiveness, is to be quick to forgive. And frankly, today, I love to forgive, because I've been forgiven so much. I'm like, hey, thanks for messing up. I totally forgive you, because I'm just, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to pay to forgive your debt of $100, because I've been forgiven a billion. And so to be quick to, to say sorry and to quick to say, I forgive you. And then the third tactic, essentially, is help me. I'm constantly asking for help from people, from friends, from family. But the greatest source of help for me has been from God. And just to say, hey, you created me, man. Please help me out here and, and help forgive me because I really messed up. I was impatient with my wife. Um, you know, help me forgive this person. They hurt me deeply. and I, I don't think I can do it alone. And, and just help me find and fulfill the mission you created me for today, in this moment, not just globally. Because, you know, uh, I, Moses had a burning bush talking to him in a cloud. I mean, I, I actually think he had it pretty easy. Because if a bush talked to me, I'd be like, cool, I'm in. So, but it's not that easy. So I'm always just asking, hey, why'd you create me? And what do you want me to do today? And what's interesting is by being still, you know, uh, for me, it's helped a lot because it's opened up the ears of my soul. And the more I listen, the more I hear. And the more I, I obey that gut, or whatever you want to call it, because to me, that gut is God. Um, the Buddhists call it intuition. Hindus, I think, also call it intuition. Christians call it the Holy Spirit. Atheists call it the gut. You know, whatever you call it, I've found that that's been an incredible architect of higher intelligence to at least guide me almost like a navigation system of the soul. The bottom line is the best way to find our exclusive mission is to live out our shared mission. And that's to love God, to love others, and to do it in a very real, tactical, daily way. And the more time we spend with our Creator, the, the better chance we'll hear and, and, and hopefully obey our Creator and therefore find the exclusive mission that he created us for. And for me, that's led me into a crazy that's, adventure. That's, that's really deep. Uh, you, you talked a little bit about this idea of, of a universal mission versus a specific mission. So how, how do you live out that universal mission? And more importantly, how do you find what your role is in that universal mission? And, and then what do you use as a paradigm to define success in terms of all of these, in, in terms of your mission? When it comes to the universal mission, um, you know, when I was, gosh, like 18 or 19, when I had to survive um, to live and pay for school, I was a bit scared. I'm like, well, no, up to this point, life was a scrimmage. Like, I'm going into the finals here, and I need to really check in because it's serious. So I started to study. I said, I've got to study some of the most successful people that have ever lived. And I studied people that are dead. Uh, and I studied people that were alive, like Jack Welch. I studied about Gandhi. I studied about all these leaders. And I was looking for what are the attributes that I want to imitate as I try to define what success is for me. And as I studied different people's lives, I saw some people had extraordinary professional success, but they had extraordinary fallout in their personal life and failed relationships with 
with the people that were closest to them. And to me, in the end, I said, the people that are successful are those that have found and fulfilled their mission, and they have a deep sense of peace and joy and fulfillment in life, 360 degrees. You know, in their pro professional life, their personal, their family, their spiritual, their friends, etc. And so I created this business plan for the soul that had like 30 characteristics. And I sat down and I said, all right, if these are the ideals of, you know, what success looks like, how do I rank up? And those characteristics were the less visible things in life. It wasn't how big their house was or how nice their car, how much fame or power or money they had. It was the invisible stuff like character and integrity, their ability to forgive, their ability to apologize, their humility, their commitment to truth, their uh, perseverance, their attitude, and uh, the list goes on. And as I rated myself 1 to 10 in these areas, I was closer to 1 than I was to 10, but that wasn't important. The, the next part is I just was trying to solve for, well, what do I need to do to be a 10? How do I need to think and how do I need to live? So I created this business plan for my soul. <clears throat> and some people will call it like a mission statement. And that became my roadmap to being a better human being. And as I tried to do that, I made a lot of mistakes. So on a daily basis, uh, I laminated it, I put it next to my bed, but the truth is most of the time I didn't like whip it out and read it. But it was important enough to me that as I laid in bed every night, I said, all right, how was I today? Was I honest? Was I nice? Was I patient? Did I do the right thing? And as I audited myself and my business of me incorporated, I would discover things that I wished I had done differently. So I had a practice that the next day, immediately, I would call the person, say, hey, I'm really sorry. I apologize. And some, a lot of times it was like white lies, which I think is a silly concept, because a lie is a lie. And there's such a power in truth. But I lied a lot to myself and others. So even today when I came here, I was late. And it was 12 o'clock, I was supposed to be here, I got here late. And you, know, you guys were kind enough to say, oh, it's okay, there's LA traffic. But I had mentioned, you may not have heard, I said, no, there was traffic, but actually it wasn't bad today. It was our fault. And that's a little thing, but it has a, a, a big impact because it's tied to something big, which is the truth. And truth has power in everything. So whether you're interviewing with someone, meeting a customer, interfacing with a family or friend, someone for business, truth stands tall. And it's an irreplaceable power when you stand for that integrity. So it may sound silly to somebody that I had to actually n not accept your gracious, kind of letting me off the hook because it was for traffic. Because I can tell you there's a million times when I said, oh, sorry, I got here because of traffic. Meanwhile, there was no traffic. So I, I've lived that life. And it's a little things in life, those private victories or those private failures, they either lift you up in your truth and your character and just overall, uh, I don't know what you would call it, life force, where it knocks you down. And so, for me, as I would audit myself in all these things every day, it wasn't that I was perfect, but I, I didn't use that as an excuse not to pursue that perfection. And the next day, I would just call and say, hey, I told you I was late because of traffic. You know, that wasn't true. Truth is, I left late. And I can, I, I can give you a long story of why that happened, but I won't. I apologize, your time's valuable, and I messed up. I hope you can forgive me.
And the irony is, early on, I'd be afraid that if I told them that, they'd be like, look at this liar. Like, I told me it was traffic. Now he's telling me it wasn't. And the irony is, is that it was a bond builder between me and that person because you know, most people don't do that. They don't call a day later and say, hey, I lied about traffic. And people appreciate it. And all of a sudden, there's this bridge, this bond, not just head to head, but soul to soul, where you were able to get a taste of truth together. And it takes courage, to be honest, uh, in all things, not just the little things. So, you know, regardless of whether it's saying sorry because you were dishonest or whatever it is, that daily practice of trying to be better, apologizing and forgiving others, and asking for help from them, but ultimately my greatest source of help has been from above. You know, help me. Uh, help me to find and fulfill the mission you created me for, you know, my entire life, but also just help me now in this moment. So before this interview, I, I was nervous because I don't want to share something that isn't going to have real value in someone's life. I don't want to mess up. Um, hopefully I want to have a positive impact on others the way people have had on me. I was a little nervous, so I just sat still and I'm like, hey, help me out here. You know, empty me of me, fill me with you, and hopefully I won't mess it up. And so I'd say if the most important thing in everything, <clears throat> getting the right job, finding the right career, the right mission, meeting the right girl, the right guy, etc., overcoming fear, problems, pain, is help me. Please help me. I'm so sorry. I messed up. Help me to apologize. Help me to forgive. Help me do what I'm supposed to do. Help me. I'd say, I, frankly, if I was uh, another book that comes to me, it would just be called Help Me. And it would have like 365 pages, and on every one of them, it would just have really small, and just say, help me, on all 365 pages. Because I know if I get that right, the rest is going to be easy. It's not a function of understanding everything, because we're, we're, we're not all knowing. But if we get really good at help me, we can connect with a source that is all knowing, and can give us a lot better advice than any book or expert can, including me, for sure. I feel I feel kind of like I'm not living up to to any of those of those standards at this point. But uh, I just want to say once again, thank you so much, Sean Wolfington, for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was really an honor. Well, that's it for our show today. If you liked it, go ahead and rate, comment, and so, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I am Gib Gerard at Gib Gerard on on Twitter, Facebook to Facebook.com slash Gib Gerard, obviously at John Tesh, Facebook.com slash John Tesh, and at Connie Selica, Facebook.com slash C Selica. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Once again, I want to thank our sponsor, Hulu Plus. There's a whole new experience you have to check out. If you've tried Hulu before, time to try it again. Plus, there's the amazing Hulu originals you can get, full seasons of your favorite shows from network television like Fargo and Empire, all in one place. You don't have to go from app to app. Plus, they now have the new live TV option with limited commercials, so you can actually watch television like you're used to watching television, but without having to pay the cable price. Uh, you can record live TV with their new cloud DVR. It all starts at $39.99 a month with the live TV option, so you can enjoy all of your favorite TV in one place with the brand new Hulu experience. Go to Hulu.com to start your free trial today.